Welcome to the Como Politicast. I'm Jeff Pogela. The coronavirus outbreak sends shockwaves around the world. The number of dead in the U.S. is now up to 15. 14 of the dead in Washington State and one in California. Most have been older and most have had underlying health conditions. Many had connections to a nursing home in the Seattle area where the virus has been spreading. But the pandemic is not without political fodder. Uh, I told Mike not to be complimentary to the governor because that governor is a snake, okay? Uh, Plus, what do you do with those that are infected? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, the outbreak in the U.S. seems to have begun, or at least metastasized, at the Life Care Center of Kirkland, a nursing home that has been the source of most of the coronavirus infections. That has caused worry and even some panic among neighbors. Como's Elisa Jaffe spoke with the mayor, who is now having to calm her constituents. Joining us on the Como Newsline is Penny Sweet, the mayor of Kirkland. And Penny, let's talk about the impact coronavirus is having on your community. What are you seeing as a business owner yourself? Before I start, I just want to I want to make a statement with regard to our first responders. If you see a Kirkland firefighter or Kirkland police officer, please go out of your way to thank them for keeping us safe during this challenging time. They are doing an extraordinary job. It remains such a quickly evolving event. We currently have 28 firefighters and three police officers still in quarantine. Two firefighters have been released after completing their recommended quarantine period. All 33 first responders are linked to responses to incidents at Life Care Center of Kirkland. All of our first responders that have been tested have had negative results. Now, in terms of what's going on in the business community, it is simply a downward spiral at this point. My own business, we have not seen a customer in the daytime this week. In restaurants close to us, they are seeing 70 to 80 percent decrease in business. All of us are working together to try and figure out how to how, how to make people understand that we are using sanitizing pr- procedures. We are encouraging our customers when they do come in to use the sanitizers that we have available, to feel free to use restrooms where there's plenty of soap and water, and we are sterilizing surfaces, eating surfaces, all those kinds of things. We're trying to do everything we can to make people feel safe. Ironically, in the evening at my particular store, I have a regular clientele that comes in and has a glass of wine or something after after work. That business is it's remained. And I think a whole lot of that has to do with th- this is these are groups of people who know each other. So they have a fair amount of trust that they're going to go to an environment where they will be safe. What are you seeing at the restaurants? What are they doing when it comes to bottled water or serving water in glasses? You say they're making changes. They are making changes. And I, I can't tell you how sensitive to this everybody is trying to be. It's not and it, I mean, they're taking care of themselves personally. They're taking care of their employees and they're taking care of their customers. You know, we're not used to wiping everything down with alcohol, you know, every hour or a couple, three times a day. How long can some of these restaurants make it if if the customers aren't coming in, though? Not very long. None of these small businesses operate with much in the way of reserves. You know, they depend on the daily flow of customers in order to make payroll, in order to buy food supplies. It's a it's a very critical issue. It's difficult to, in an environment where the whole world is telling you to stay home, to think beyond staying home. At the same time, we will lose businesses. Some of these businesses will fail if this goes on as long as they project that it is going to go on. So what would you like to say to the community, Penny? I would love to see people 
take the precautions that are being advised by the CDC and public health. Keep a safe distance from people you don't know or are uncomfortable around. But you can go out and shop and you can go out and live your life. And particularly, as I think what I understood today is that a lot of people are keeping their kids out of school. There's no reason why you can't take them out to lunch. There's no reason why people can't go out to dinner. All we need to do is to use the precautions that have been given to us and continue to live our lives in a way that supports our communities across the board. So are you more worried about your business than getting the virus? Absolutely. I'm worried about my business. I'm worried about the kids who work for me. You know, if uh, the schools shut down, I will lose most of my staff during the daytime. So it means I'll be covering the store because my husband is a legislator and he's in Olympia. That's Kirkland Mayor Penny Sweet talking with Como's Elisa Jaffe. On Thursday, Vice President Mike Pence, who has been put in charge of the federal government's response to the outbreak, arrived in Washington state to coordinate with Governor Jay Inslee. It was an unusual display of calm and civility in these turbulent political times. Each had praise for the other and vowed to keep working together until the virus is contained. But then the president spoke. Governor Inslee, as the president said, we're all in this together. And um, I'm truly grateful for the opportunity to spend time with your team to have the opportunity to spend time with Mayor Durkin, with King County officials, to hear a report from the ground. President Trump was asked about that this afternoon. Uh, you know, I told Mike not to be complimentary to the governor because that governor is a snake, okay? Uh, Inslee. Trump says Inslee can't be trusted. No word on how this may complicate Washington State's handling of the outbreak. We have calls out to the governor for comment. Charlie Harger, Como News. We have to take a quick break, but when we come back, how is the city of Seattle dealing with the epidemic? When the Como Politicast continues after this. Information is power. Everything you need to know before you get to work. The Como Morning News on the Northwest's only all-news station. Como News 1000, FM 97.7, and ComoNews.com. Welcome back to the Como Politicast. I'm Jeff Pogela. While the city of Seattle may not be the epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak, it is the region's largest population center. So how is City Hall dealing with the crisis? Mayor Jenny Durkin spoke with Como's Rick Van Sice and Elisa Jaffe. This has been a really tough time in Washington state with what we are going through with the coronavirus. And I'm sure you take this very seriously, but you do not want our community to panic. So what are you doing to try to make sure this happens? What are you going through yourself? So thanks so much. And exactly right. So first thing I want to say is I think all of us have to continue to give our condolences to all the families that have been impacted by this. Um, for their community. They're suffering a lot. Um, but also to give huge thanks to our frontline healthcare providers and our first responders. I was talking to folks from Kirkland and a number of firefighters there who had responded to the senior center have been pulled out of duty as have healthcare workers. That has a huge impact on communities. So one of the things we're trying to do is to make sure that we're doing all we can to protect our healthcare providers and our first responders, our police and fire, so that they can respond to this. And then we wanna make sure that we are talking to the public health people regularly and doing what we need to do both as an employer 
and as a city to keep people as safe as we can. And that means all of our governments, the state, the county, the cities working together to give the same message to make sure we're taking the right steps to protect people. And it's a very serious situation. Um, and I think we have to act urgently, but we shouldn't panic. Um, this, we will see how this develops, but we have some great healthcare providers. We expect that as testing becomes more available, the numbers of people who have the virus will go up. But that doesn't mean it's spreading suddenly. It means we finally have the test kits. We just haven't had the ability to test people as we should. We're way behind on that. And I think once we get that capability, we'll even be better to make better policy decisions at the government level. Talk a little bit about the downtown and this environment where suddenly you have people working from home. The businesses are obviously struggling. We want to help them, but we want to protect ourselves. How do you put those two together? So that is such a great question. When I met with the vice president yesterday in the governor, one of the things I said is, look, we need a certain things that we needed for the healthcare workers that we had provided to us from both, you know, the national stockpile, masks and gowns, respirators, those types of things. But from the economy standpoint, we're going to need a lot of federal assistance to help our small businesses and their workers. I, I met today by telephone with a number of our business community, small businesses, Downtown Seattle Association, Visit Seattle, the tourism groups, hotels, they're seeing a real impact on them. And if they start laying people off, we'll have workers who have maybe no more sick leave or safe time. We're working with the state to make sure we can expedite you know, um, unemployment claims. We're trying to see if we can get direct relief to small businesses that if they have to close for a period of time, they can get a break on their commercial rent. We're trying to look at a whole range of things that we can do at the city, county, and state level. Um, but again, we'll need federal assistance. We need the federal government to treat this as an emergency like they would a hurricane in other parts of the country. And so I think that it's, you know, it's real impacts on those businesses and workers. You know, if you if you're not if you're young, um, the good news is is that we see that the virus is probably spread in community more than we think, as it has in other areas. But most people get it. They have very mild symptoms and they recover just fine. We know the demographic of the people who are most at risk. It's seniors, it's people with underlying health conditions. So we're really focusing our healthcare resources on how do we protect those people and how do we make sure people aren't coming together in numbers when they don't have to. Then how do we frequent and help these businesses when we are canceling Comic-Con, when we are telling people not to go to school at the UW and we are having big events like this? and having people stay home from Amazon. What do we do? It's, it's these mixed messages. You know, I think it is It is for workers, to, the less people are together, the, the less the virus can spread. But if people are healthy and they can go out in their neighborhood and community, they should just look at the regular rules. Number one is make sure you wash your hands before you eat. Don't touch your face. Um, if you're sick, stay home. Don't go out. Keep social distances so that you're not too proximate to too many people. Um, And we'll have to look as we see different numbers, whether we have to have additional controls. But it's already hitting our small businesses. And, you know, I have to be honest, we foresee that it could continue to do so. And so we have to be able to have plans to help those workers and have those small businesses down the line. Because we have over 200,000 people who work for small business in Seattle. It's almost, it's the majority of our establishment. 
establishments. It's really the backbone, not just of our economy, but every neighborhood, right? We all have our favorite restaurant, our favorite shop. So we, we want to help and support them. But the reality is, I think that they're already starting to see a downturn in business. We're talking with Mayor Jenny Durkin, and I know you're very tight on time, but I just have to ask you this quick follow-up. Did you get a sense of reassurance after meeting with the vice president yesterday? I think that what was important is that he had with him the the people who provide actual health care advice, including someone who is the epidemiologist for uh, HIV, AIDS in Africa. And she was able to give us some very good advice on on what we need. But she agreed, and the vice president agreed, the number one thing we need is more testing. Um, and we need that expedited. The The original narrow numbers that we were given out here could not give us what we needed to even know how big a scale of problem we're looking at or to give people the assurance. If you're sick and you have these symptoms and you've been exposed, you should be tested. And we need enough test kits to broaden that up so we can do more broad-based testing. What is your reaction today to them considering suing with the Econolodge in Kent? They wanted to make that to be a coronavirus center, you know, for for patients. Do you think we need this in a time of crisis and, and to get into the litigation over something like that? Yeah, I have not seen the lawsuit, I and I so I won't comment on that, but I will say that as a community, we are all going to have to come together and share in the response here. And we know that we are going to need more facilities to house people who may have the virus who either need isolation or quarantine. Um, it would be irresponsible for us not to plan for that. And so I think the county in planning for that, they could have engaged differently in the community maybe. But we know we're going to need those facilities and we have to plan for it. And we're all in this together. Everybody's got to play a role. Mayor Jenny Durkin, appreciate you taking time. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin talking with Como's Elisa Jaffe and Rick Van Sice. When we come back, a controversial plan to deal with those infected and the pushback from those who live nearby when the Como Politicast continues after this. Everything you missed while at work, update and unwind on the way home. The Como Afternoon News on the Northwest's only all-news station, Como News 1000, FM 97.7, and comonews.com. Welcome back to the Como Politicast. I'm Jeff Pogela. How do you deal with those that are infected with the coronavirus? Isolation? Quarantine? If so, how do you enforce it? Well, this week, the King County Executive announced the purchase of the Econo Lodge in Kent as the state's first permanent quarantine facility. Como's Matt Markovich toured the motel where people had no clue what was going to happen. He spoke with Como's Mary Nam. That's right. The mayor heard a rumor about it on Monday. She called the county executive on that day. And he told her, yeah, we're going to buy this motel here, the Econo Lodge on Central Avenue, and use it as a quarantine facility. That's how she found out. It was listed as for $4.1 million as of Monday, 84 units. And it's currently operating as a hotel. There are guests here. We spoke with two receptionists, a housekeeper, and a guest. And we had to tell them what was happening. In fact, we learned that the county hasn't even closed on the property yet. Yet it's making this announcement today. The mayor, the police chief of Kent, and other city leaders are upset that this is being thrust upon them without any consultation. In fact, the mayor says she's had unsatisfactory answers as to what's going to go on inside the building, including 
who's going to be housed here. We have not been able to pin that down. Um, who would be coming here are people in general that have been exposed to the virus, um, that may be asymptomatic, or people that have um, are starting to exhibit symptoms. And it could range everywhere from um, homeless population who do not have a home to quarantine in to um, an example that they used was possibly college students. County spokesperson says the motel was picked because each unit has is, is somewhat isolated. They're their own little units. Uh, the air conditioning system is important because it's individual units and it goes to the air to the outside, but the rooms do not have any kitchens. And the mayor was told that the motel was going to be used as a voluntary quarantine facility where people assigned here can leave whenever they want. And she said that makes no sense. Now, we tried to verify that voluntary aspect with the county and spoke with a representative of the county executive office, and he said that he couldn't comment on that specific access uh, point about that. But that's regarding uh, public health. We have to make that decision. Also, there's going to be, we've learned, three modular units, uh, three modular, uh, uh, three locations in Seattle where modular units, those trailers, are going to be basically doing the same thing. One in West Seattle, one in North Seattle, and one in the Interbay neighborhood. Mary. So we know the mayor of Kent is not happy about this, but is there any legal way that the city can stop this from happening? She says no. This is because this is a, an emergency where certain priorities like permitting is lifted because of the situation. Uh, they're going to be putting this in here. But she also said that this hotel was being looked at prior to the coronavirus issues for a place to house the homeless if people may have tuberculosis or um, mumps or measles or things like that. They were looking for a facility like this and she believes this is a way that they force it upon Kent. And, and Matt, as you have said, it's not just Kent. You just mentioned North Seattle, West Seattle, Inner Bay, as well as sites with modular units housing for quarantine. Are you hearing specifically that it is they're going to be quarantine centers and not treatment centers? Huge, great question. We tried to get that answer. The mayor of Kent tried to get the answer. Who's going in these places? Is it people who are showing symptoms, who have actually been diagnosed as having coronavirus, or someone who just needs to be isolated from someone who is exposed to coronavirus? We have not heard any answer from any county official, public, or at the legislative level either. That's Como's Matt Markovich and Mary Nam. The city of Kent filed a lawsuit against King County. However, a judge denied the request for a temporary restraining order. And that will do it for this episode of the Como Politicast. For the latest on the coronavirus outbreak and how you can protect yourself, stay with Como News 1000 and FM 97.7 and online at comonews.com. I'm Jeff Pogela. Thank you for listening and have a good week.